This opening line's my chance to play my song without words. Three no cadence, perfect pitch, the hope of being heard. There's more than a dozen reasons why I can see you from the clear blue sky. I follow as you fly on by my watchful life. Well, hey, 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 won't you sail my way? You can't let your guard down. Everything's okay. Damn it, boy. Y'all recognize that voice. I hope you do. You've heard him here several times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. I, I, I told this to Ben Ratliff yesterday. We were on a boat, and obviously we're listening to the people that we cherish, and at, this man is one of them. I almost gave him away there, but I'm sure he's already been given away because you guys probably read the descriptions. You girls probably read the description of who's on today. But I literally said he should be a star, and I got, I got to thinking about how many times I've heard this, and one of the names that keeps telling me this over and over again is Brent Cobb. Like, that's mm-hmm. a hit. That guy's a star. Guy's a hit. And then I heard Miranda Lambert say the same thing. And I don't know if it pisses you off as much as it pisses me off that the your music's not out there to where I understand that people could come right back and say, oh, well, you could stream music and you can get it out there now. And that's good. I like it. But there is this missing piece that Adam Hood should be a star. And he is a star to me, and he will be a star to the rest of the world. But Adam, does it ever irritate you? Does it get irritating? And I, I often ask you that because you're always such good mood and you're you're always sing so happy. But does it piss you off that this real music is not out there to the masses like it needs to be? I mean, I'd, I'd be lying to you to tell tell you that it doesn't. But I, I think that's I think I think wanting what other people have is in our nature. But I also. I also feel like that there's a lot to be said for running your own race. And I think that, you know, I, I tell myself when I start to get, because I get down about it, you know, I mean, there's, you know, I'm 46, you know, and, and in my, in my mind, the, the clock's ticking, whether it is or not, I don't know, you know, but um, when I get down about it, I, I tell myself that, you know, that, that, you know, I have to run my own race. I tell myself that timing is everything. And I tell myself that this is by design because, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, certainly not, I don't feel like it's not for lack of effort. I mean, we, we do everything that we can, but at the same time, you know, the, the entertainer artistry front man is a secondary path for me the, the you know i've always wanted the songs to be the things that went first you know you recognize me because you recognize the songs you know i don't want it to be something where you recognize me and then you recognize my the songs if that makes sense i mean there's i, I love i love that, that handsome i love that you put the lyric in the song first and the song that you started off with today it has a lot of meaning to guys like me, the guy that is on the other end of this podcast today, our other guest who I'm going to bring in just a second. But there's a cadence, what we call a cadence when we do things in life, right? You, There's marching bands, there's the way that you speak, there's different cadences that are in every part, every aspect of life. Cadence is a really, really cool word to me if you break it down of what a cadence is. And I don't know if a lot of people have ever broken the word down. And I'm not telling you that you should or that you need to, but to me, I love that word and I love the definition of it and I love the symbolism of it. So in this song, cadence carries a lot of symbolism to me. Okay. So now you take a certain cadence of the way that you project your lyrics in your voice or some sounds that you're making with your voice. You go, Hey, 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 Hey. Well, that cadence is, you know, it's, it's, it's a duck. It's a hen mallard duck sitting on the water, calling to ducks in the air to tell her that, Hey, 
this is it. This is where you need to be. Now, the symbolism also goes to where you listen to this song and the guy on the other end of the right, uh, uh, other end of the podcast. So again, I'm going to introduce soon is the, is the author or the writer of this song. I don't know if you've become a co-writer on this song, Adam Hood. I do not know that, but the symbolism of this song goes as far as the hen mallard is the one that makes that cadence. Hey, Hey, Hey. But to me, when I listen to this, this is me talking to a girl. Right. And then all of a sudden the symbolism gets reversed, kind of like in, 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 in reality. And, and our other guests will know this. But in turkey hunting, you're a big turkey hunter, Adam Hood. We're reversing yeah. Mother Nature when we call right. turkeys. Right. It's usually the, the, the hen going to the, the gobbler. Well, we Correct. try to bring the gobbler to us by doing, you know, doing our, our, our sound. So anyway, I know that I'm being long winded, but the symbolism in the cadence of this song is what makes it stands out. Our other guest is the writer of this song, Josh Dawkins from Banded Brands. How are you, my man? Doing well. Um, Does what I said I, just make sense? Yeah, it did. Except I'm I'm not in a rut. I wanted to say that I, I don't feel like I am yet. I hope not. And uh, uh, Adam Hood is absolutely a co-writer on on the song. I'll, when you, we get into later that more of uh, of how it was made, I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, because it, it would it wouldn't have happened without him. Um, I'm I'm curious to get Josh's perspective on it too, because I mean, as far as as far as like the the pen to paper writing, I did a minimal amount. I mean, there was a you know for there was a lot that was kind of already done, and I don't I don't know if Josh knew he handed me something as complete as it was. But I mean, really, it was you know I, I kind of looked at it and said I'll, I'll call you back in ten minutes. And, Adam, I got to <laughs> ask you. I got I have to ask you this as far anyway. as as far as the psyche goes. And the reason I opened the podcast with how I did of you are an absolute star um, and so freaking talented. I mean, I was listening to Charlie Argo yesterday. I've become yeah. buddies with Charlie Argo because of you and because of Ben. Yeah. Um, huge talent. And I looked at Ben yeah, and I said, huge. I said, will this guy ever make it? And Ben goes, he oughta. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But when he sings your song, and you know the one that I'm talking about, yeah, um, the Tennessee Will song to me is gorgeous, right? Like mm -hmm. that would if I wrote a song like that or delivered a song like that, I would be like, wow. And then all of a sudden, you get approached by a guy named Josh Dawkins who's with a duck hunting brand, mm -hmm. right? Why are you so apt? to help people out or get out there and become involved in a project like this. When a lot of people that have achieved what you have with all the cuts that you have, the albums that you have, the power that you have, you're an honorary Texan. You travel through Texas and you sell out crowds. Why do you jump in and work with guys like us so easily? Is it because you're just one of us, Adam Hood? Yes, absolutely. Well, and also because of the fact that I realized that, I mean, you know, you, you don't want to miss out on the opportunity to to participate in a great song. And this is a, I mean, this is a pretty unique thing. I mean, this whole, the whole development of, of how this song and, and our, you know, all the three of us, our relationships came about. I mean, it's pretty unique. This isn't something that happens day to day, you know, in everybody's life. And so I don't want to miss out on those opportunities and, and I don't want to miss out on the chance to write a good song and anything that, that, you know, that, that I can do to, to participate and to, to help a, a good song come to life, man, I, I want to do that. I mean, this is, this is the really the fun part of my job. I mean, the writing part is, is, I mean, especially in the past couple of years and it's not, it, it's not as much because of the cuts. I think that the cuts have, I mean, 2020 was an amazing year. We've had a great year, a, be, a better year in the 
pandemic year than I've ever had in my whole career. And it wasn't because of anything other than the fact that like, I just, I, I, I really started having a good time with it. And uh, it's, it's become a blast. And I just, I don't want to miss out on anything like that. Yeah. And I, and I agree. I, I think that, you know, I, I think we have a, a common thread in, in the hunting world and I want to showcase those kind of things. I'm proud of that. You know, that's my, my upbringing. It's my heritage. It's where I came from. And, you know, I'm, I'm, for for the lack of abilities I have as a as a hunter or a duck hunter or a turkey hunter, I I, I love it a lot, and so you know I, I want that to be a part of what I do. I, Adam, I got a question. Um, so we we know how it, the story did did kind of uh, unfold, and uh, we'll get into that uh, about the song. But I'm curious, um, it, what would you have done if when we had that uh, we had a, a Zoom call? Uh, when, when Adam and I finally uh, had scheduled the date where we were going to, um, I was going to tell him about the song and we were going to, you know, do some writing on it. I'm curious, what would you have done uh, that day if uh, the song I brought you was like uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars? I mean, it would, if it was just so bad that there was there was like, I mean, would you have just said, hey, let's let's start from scratch? <laughs> Maybe, you know, I, 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 you know, probably that's, I would have probably done that because I mean, there's no point trying to get, if, if, if your feelings get hurt really easy because a line's not good, you're, this is, this, you're, this is no, no place for you. And, you know, I know, I know, you know that I know that too. And, and, you know, so if I, I don't want to say I expected there to be more work, but I expected, you know, I mean, I, I figured you'd have a good verse and I figured you'd have something put together and some cool lines, but like it was fairly complete, you know. And and so um, I don't know. I just man, I've been in so many different scenarios. of, And again, that's the challenge. And that's the thing that's starting to make this job fun is the fact like you take a you take a ridiculous idea and make a great song out of it. And this is not a ridiculous idea. You know what I mean? You take something that doesn't rhyme. You take a nursery rhyme. You take a Bible verse. You take all these things and make great songs out of them. That's a blast, man. And so this was, I mean, I, I, I again, I hate to say it like this, but I sort of expected this to be a little bit more of a challenge, to be honest with you. I didn't expect you to have chords and verse and chorus and <laughs> like real live because, eyes, like songwriter because, ideas. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that because because to to my buddies and, and to into and, and um, to be fair to them, you know, I'm, I, I've, I've led with this the whole time, but I've, I've made it known that I'm not a singer. Uh, I don't think I can sing. So when I, when I do just, you know, kind of hum t- to a tune, it's, it's not because I think it sounds good. Right. Um, and so they had user measures, but they were, uh, they were like, man, and I could see it in their face. They're like, uh, it, yeah, it's all right. But, but it, you know, they, they just, I had the vision. I wasn't articulating it. So I didn't, I, I had that on my, I had that in my mind. Like, um, what if, what if it's really not, but I, I felt really, I felt really strong about it. If I could get, um, uh, uh, partnered up with a guy, um, who basically has every single one of your characteristics mm. and like, like, I don't think there could have been a more perfect fit. Correct. I, really I could, couldn't agree I mean, more. You couldn't name one person that would have been a more perfect fit. I don't think. And that well, brings and a, that brings me to saying this real quick. Let me interrupt you two gentlemen because I have to say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's really smoky out here. Been evacuating <laughs> friends because of all the wildfires out west, and oh, yes. um, 
trying to get my lungs back. So guys, if I'm a little hoarse today, I apologize. Adam, you're not hoarse, but I have to say that this is the Foul Life Podcast brought to you again by our friends at Gerber Gear. And today's episode is also brought to you by Banded Brands. You got to check out all of the new innovation coming out for the 2021-22 duck and goose waterfowl season. Turkey gear, casual gear. We have so much coming up. Josh Dawkins is innovating in his marketing as well as the way that he is getting this brand out there. We're happy to have Banded Brands as one of our main partners right here at the Foul Life. I have to say this before I let you guys continue because I think what Dawkins brings up, Adam, is a very big point of who you are and what you do because I also have um, heard other musicians say that picking a song is very important because – you're going to get presented or get what they call pitched songs all the time on music Mm -hmm. row. And in this industry that you make your livelihood in, it's a talent to pick a good song. Am I wrong or right? Adam hood. Oh man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm more on the other side of it. Like I'm the guy that's throwing ideas out. And I mean, you know, Wyatt Durrett is buddy of mine who wrote chicken fried and highway 20 ride and some, you know, I think he wrote crazy beautiful, like just a great songwriter and guy I've known for a long time. He, we were, I saw him the other day and he said, he said, you know, there's just no level that you get to where it's not 98% no, you know, I mean, you, you get for all the songs that you write on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. I mean, the vast majority of them are, are rejected. And so, you know, that's, that's a, it's, it's, it's very humbling and not only is it humbling, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Like you sort of have to learn to, I mean, really deal with the long-term disappointment of people not liking songs that you love. And, well, and I so, saw that I saw that happen in person the last seventy-two hours, where a, a, a man was pitched with a song by another person, and he was told as soon as the song was over, he was told no. <laughs> they, they had a work tape. And it did not take this individual seven seconds to say no. And the air was let out of these people so fast. I was like, damn, that hurts. But that's the, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the nature of the beast, right? So like Josh comes to you with the song and where I'm going with what I asked you, Hood, is that I can see Josh playing that song or giving that idea to a friend because I've done it. Sometimes your vision, your vision doesn't really stand the test of time with everybody, even in your inner circle. Some of your friends might be that type of friend that doesn't really want to burst your bubble. So like, oh, that's great when they really don't have a feeling of what it really is. And I know I know Dawkins wasn't looking for that. Right. Uh, A true artist is not looking for somebody to blow smoke up his or her ass. So, yeah, you come into Dawkins and saying, yes, this Mm -hmm. is a good song. You're not blowing smoke up his ass because you're not that guy. You're not, and you're not uneducated on how to pick a song, especially right. with all of your your songwriting credentials. Well, and also, um, Josh had a, a need—not really a need, but I, th- I think you saw a, a niche, like there was a hole, in, and you know where we kind of said, "There's man, I mean, there's so many songs out there that they're written about the outdoors, but." But this is well, like, you know, it's just a, this is a song for duck hunters and that's really specific. And so, I, you know, it, it, it's one thing to go, hey, man, I wrote this song. I think you're going to like it. it goes like this. I love it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cool. Yeah, I got I got a lot of those. But you know, but it, when, it, when you, you know, someone comes to use this, look, I've got this idea because I feel like in my community, in my circle of friends, in my line of work, that we are missing this specific thing, I wrote these ideas. I wrote these ideas down. Can you help me make this a complete thought? Then? Yes, it's almost kind of backwards go. to how uh, it, it would be almost as if the record label came to you first and said, "This is the song we're going to do." Instead of here's you know here's a song, 
sing it, but, but I kind of came in from the, from the angle that if it could, if it could, um, if it, if it would come out how I thought it, it would in my head, um, and it did, uh, that it would resonate. And there's a, there's a, there's a couple other reasons why I thought it'd be successful. One, just the power of the brand. I knew I could get it out there and make it relevant. And we had you know, all kinds of videos. I mean, it'll, it'll, I'm sure Chad will use it on the foul life, um, TV show on the outdoor channel, uh, every Friday. Did you hear that, Adam? That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh yeah, loud and clear. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I, I just knew I knew I could I knew I could put it where it mattered, and, and I and I think we haven't even seen the uh, the real uh, multitude of, of of what this song can do yet, because it's it's July. It's, it was a good time to do it because duck hunters are 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 angry and and mad <laughs> and hot. Yeah. And everyone's just kind of waiting for cooler weather a little bit sometimes. But as this gets into fall, I'm telling you, there, there this song will be played. I mean, you, you drive to the blind every day. Right. There you um, go. To some extent. And and it just, it, 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 I hope it will be one of those songs where it can be uh, anthem-like even uh, um, until, until it gets, uh, you know, old and, and nobody wants to hear it anymore. But it's <laughs> really- write another one. Yeah, then we write another one. Um, I, and I was thinking about that too. By the way, I was like, "Man, what's next? Do we um, do we write a uh, is it is it an is it a, a album a collection of duck songs? Because there's, uh, that was one that was uh, so this song and I, I better back up a little bit before I get too too far ahead of the horse here. But the uh, um, you know this song was 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 mostly about um, the interaction of a duck caller or a goose caller with with the waterfowl. Um, and, and it was at, it was coming at it from the, from the perspective of, of calling and, and, and tricking and fooling and the art of that, because that's what I enjoy the most about waterfowl hunting. It's not, I mean, it, people say this all the time, it's not about the shooting. It's about the, this, whatever. But for me, it really truly is like, there's a lot of flocks that w- when I'm hunting, like I, I won't, if there's a bunch of guys, I won't even, I won't even pick my gun. I'll just, I just like to, you know, just watch. Cause, cause mm. a lot of times people don't uh, your, your, your gun's coming, you're excited. You're, you're thinking about how you're going to get up and, and you miss that magic moment when they're the closest and, and they're so vulnerable and you're literally, you know, bringing them where you want them and, and blocking them from going here and here so that they, they go there. And mm-hmm. that to me um, is the fun. I mean, when, when a duck reacts to your call for the first time, it's, it, it's like, you feel like Harry Potter got his little, you know, wizard. Yeah. You know, his That's when the addiction starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. becomes, it becomes an addiction then. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and that, and that's exactly what did happen. Fortunately, when I, when I got into that part of it, I was, I was younger, like in my teens and maybe 14, 15 ish. Didn't, didn't even know if I was driving yet. So I had all the time in the world to blow the calls of practice. And, and I just kept blown and blown and blown. And at that time there wasn't a, uh, there wasn't, you know, as much internet, uh, it was, the internet was around, but there wasn't as much, um, there certainly what wasn't Facebook and websites and, uh, all this stuff where there's these, you know, YouTube and resources of, of, of tons of info. Um, so you kind of had to learn in, of the hard, I don't want to say the hard way, but, but, um, you had to go listen, observe, and then come back and hmm. figure it out. Um, and, 
I just really uh, am passionate and have fallen in love with uh, with that aspect of uh, of waterfowl hunting, which is why I choose water, and turkey hunting too. By the way, it's, mm-hmm. you, you know we're we're talking about the same thing there. Where you know we're um, you know manipulating them with the call, but yeah. that that to me was what was so important about this specific song, and also it's it it kind of goes to show, and this is something that I always. And I'm prideful about, it and, I, and I'm I'm always encouraging our um, our content folks and people who create content to 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 do this. It's that it, this song, um, the 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 level of um, I don't want to say expertise, but the um, the deep the deep level of understanding, maybe yeah, um, is not something that could be easily done by a lot of callers in general, just because you have to articulate something and that's not easy to do. Then, you know, I was like, well, then you put it into the form of a song. Now we're at even less people. And so I just felt like it, it was, it was just something that it it was going to be so hard to copy and and replicate. Um, Not that it can't be done. There's a lot of people who can do it, but it it just isn't, you're not going to just pull up your phone, like an Instagram post and post a picture you know, and even from, I'm kind of getting into the competitive landscape of other, you know, brands that we you know, play with and just kind of trying to stand out in the noise and, and have the attention. I thought, man, this is a way to engage with the consumer mm-hmm. at, at, a, at a whole new level. I mean, one, just audio in general, um, you know, it, thinking uh, about a customer loving a um, brand mark or a brand sound even to where they hear a sound and they think about your brand. Hmm. I mean, that's powerful. And yeah, that's cool. Just this, I don't know. It just, it, it felt like it was something, the more and more I thought about it, it felt like, well, this is something we should definitely, uh, definitely pursue whether or not it's this specific song or not. But I, I did feel like I, I knew the chorus was, 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 was a good one just because and Adam, you and I talk about this all the time, but sometimes you look at the song on paper today and it's, it's simple. I mean, it's really yeah. like, it's cause some, some folks may be going, well, dude, you just said, Hey, 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 sail my way. Like, uh, there you that's go. Not, yeah, it's that. but, but honestly, that is, that is the, the, what, what I think. And I think you, you know, more of this, that's sort of the art of the whole thing is, is taking complexities and, you know, simplifying them in a way that it, it, resonates but also uh in in the case of this one where it's not so simplified and literal that it doesn't leave anything for the imagination or or can't be for everybody because we do say this is a song about duck hunting but but my goal going into it was that it could be you could be calling at a duck and or as chad said you know um you could be calling a girl or a boy or whatever and um it you know, so everybody could resonate with yeah. that. I liked yeah. it. It kind of sounds, Adam, um, that that's kind of music row of what Dawkins just said. If you think about articulation and putting the lyric out front and having an understanding of life, like he's talking about an understanding of duck hunting and right. duck calling. And when somebody that gets it, hears it, they're going to go, that's me to a T that's my life. You exactly. You're working in this space daily for the last 25 years of your life. You've written a song. Um, 
about um, you know leaving Nashville, and people need to find this song about how you you weren't giving up on your dreams, but your money was gone and you were down because yeah. it kicked your ass. There's not a lot of songs like that that come out of Nashville. And where I'm going with that is that I think that songwriting is special. I think it's cherished. I think it's so difficult. I'm so envious of it, right? That, and when you listen to a, a what they call a catalog, you will figure out if somebody is a true songwriter. Because I think in today's world of country music, there's a lot of not-so-good songs being written that are being pushed up the charts that are very elementary, that don't yeah. have to have a lot of thought put into them, and will be loved by an 18-year-old in the front row to go to the merch stand and buy a shirt and put it on their TikTok or whatever and say, look at me, I'm at, a, at this concert. And I'm not going to say any yeah. artists. But I think that what Doc just explained is Music Row, 16th and 17th Avenue to a T. Well, and, and the thing is, you know, there's, you know, think about nursery rhymes. I mean, you know, they're nursery rhymes. However, number one, I mean, they're how our children learn to count and spell and like do like really important things growing up. And the only way that you can make those things learning is to really simplify melodies and, and to use, use, you know, base level words and make it count. And that's the difference. The difference, you know, it, doing it, making it easy and making it simple are two different things, you know? And, and so, you know, it, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I can't write nursery rhymes. I'm not there yet. I'm not at that level to where I can write a song that my three-year-old will learn how to spell her name. I mean, she already knows how to spell her name, but, the, but nonetheless, like she didn't do it because of a song I wrote. And, and that's from Alabama. You, no, it's yes, a, total, I know, it's a right. total joke, Adam. It's a total joke. She can't spell it right, but I mean, she spelled it, you know. <laughs> but I, I don't care. Don't matter. No, I but, hear what yeah. you're saying. I completely understand. Yeah, so the, the, tr the trick is to simplify things, but still get that message through. Well, and there's a lot of, you know, no pun intended, there's a lot of jargon in this with right. this song that, like, for the average listener – you know, like the cadence is a, like you said, it's a it's a great example of the fact that like there's a there's a specific it's a specific term in the world of duck hunting and, and, and calling. But it's also just a word that sings great. And that's been the rub. And Josh and I've talked about this a lot. You know, a lot of words that we use to explain and describe, you know, different aspects of the outdoor world, they're not very musical, you know, like turkey is not a very musical word. Like it's just doesn't like Turkey doesn't sing very well, you know? And so that, but that's the trick. It's always an alliteration, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so to find, you know, you know, hats off to you for finding the right words to use at the right time in the right place that are, that are descriptive and specific and to the point, but at the same time, they're also musical and they're easy to sing. And like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty honest, about about how songs feel coming off my coming out of my mouth and and if you know if, if, it, if it doesn't feel right singing it i'm not gonna, I, I can't do it you know i mean i, I wrote with uh, dylan carmichael a couple of weeks ago and he i noticed he not i'm sorry it was devin dawson and uh devin's i noticed he wasn't writing anything down and i said i said man why aren't you uh aren't you writing anything down? He said, that's how I know if it's a good song or not if i can remember it without writing it down then i know it's good and i thought man I've been doing this wrong the whole time. That's a, it's a great, it's a great way to, to realize, to, to do those things, you know, realize if you've got it right. And if you said it plainly enough, plain English enough to where people will understand. Yeah. There's an art to that. I think, um, and, and 
on, on that note, um, two, well, two things, one backing up to the simplicity thing and Adam, I joked about this and, 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 and ironically, this has happened with, with my kids. Um, they're, uh, six and four. And so they're younger, but mm. it, you know, we, we, um, we love music here that we're always, uh, we're always playing music. You know, we have, uh, Alexa going all, you know, the kids just love music and they, and they yeah. know songs now. And, and it's funny, they, they request them and they, they don't say the words right, but it's, it's hilarious. But, um, <laughs> I say what I'm, where I'm about to go with this is that when a new song comes out and it doesn't matter if I like it or not, just in, in any genre and, and it plays over and then my kids say hey play that one song about the uh you know on the, on the ocean floor or whatever that one song about the you know and i got to try to figure out what one they're talking about and uh but what i've noticed is that there's some form of of it has to pass the the ones that go the furthest in terms of popularity it has to pass the toddler test, whatever that, totally. whatever that is called scientifically, like they know and, the, and, and they're in their, they they feel the beat and there's usually a heavy beat and it's usually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. There's a, um, a, a very clear, uh, voice that's, that's, um, varying in tone and it just, they, they, and it's in simple and then, and then minimal words, simple chorus. Right. And, and they, they, I could almost tell if you played a song and, and I could almost tell you if it was going to be a hit based on a child's reaction. It's crazy, yeah. but I, I really think that. Um, because they don't listen to it the same way we do. Right. They and listen to it. Yeah. There's a there's a purity in, in, in how they listen to things. I mean, I'm I'm screwed. You know, I mean, I can't I can't objectively listen to a song ever again in my whole life. I remember a time when I didn't know the difference in a bass and a B3 and the guitar. And like now I can man, now I can tell, like, is that a Strat or a Telly or, you know, what I mean, like there's all kinds of little things and I can hear layers. And and it's nice to have that ear, but it's also it's a little, it's a little bittersweet because like, I can't just, I can't stop and enjoy a song like I but, used to. I can't do it the way a child does. You know? Do you think that times have changed though, Josh and Adam? Because I don't think that kids would pick out a Merle Haggard song to be a hit. And I don't think they'd yeah. pick a George Jones or a Waylon or not even a lot of Conway's, which Conway held the record for number one hits in music and country music until George Strait beat it. Ronnie Millsap's up there with 39. They're not going to hear a Ronnie Millsap song. I don't think. Is it the changing of the times to where music is so accessible? Like with what Josh said with Alexa, play this or Google play this Mm -hmm. to where now kids, I know that I grew up listening to my dad's music, but I was listening to Poncho and Willie and, and songs that were were not about this simplified stuff mm. that you hear a lot on the radio today. So I understand what you're saying is that the, there is a toddler test and that their reaction is going to say a lot. But do you think that's because music has changed so much? Well, here, here's a before Adam gets into the real answer, the, 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 the expert answer. Here's here's something I would say to that. I, I don't I think there was just maybe. um you know, because because somebody else controlled, there wasn't streaming. Somebody else controlled what was being played to you. Yeah, uh, the, the, it was just there were fewer and far between. I'll use this for example, uh, and it was playing this morning. That's why I jumped in. Uh, Ray Charles hit the road jack. Kids love there that. There you song. go. Yep, there you go. And um, that's a, that's an example. Uh, uh, one another one that comes to mind because uh, my, just for my kids, but um, Jinx, Cody Jinx covers. Uh, um, 
uh, got a good woman at home. She uh, left. Got a good woman. Whiskey Band, Hellbound. Hellbound, yeah. He covers that song. And uh, and that was Junior, right? I mean, that was – Yeah, it's Junior. So I don't know what era, what era that was, but that's older and uh, they like that song. But it's got it's got that it's got a heavy drum line in it, whatever you call that, Adam. And then uh, yeah, um, there's it, kind of a uh, I don't know the, the mel- there's a melody there that that, that resonates. But anyway. well, and that's and that's the thing. That's what it is, you know. Because if you think about, it, I, I agree with what you're saying. There's you know, it's hard to say, you know, as as artists and and in the entirety of a catalog, like how many songs did Waylon do or how many songs did Haggard do that the that, that kids would love. But the, the, the other side of that is, and the cool side of that is there are some, you know, I mean, I mean, man, Luke and Rainbow, Bach, Texas, Rainbow Stew, Luke and Bach, Texas. There you go. Yeah. I mean, songs like that, you know, and, and like, you know, think of all the Roger Miller songs that, I mean, you know, and that guy was so prolific and he had all these different facets of his, of his writing. He had a dark side and he had like a, you know, a kind of a drunkard side. And he, I mean, it's not even being a drunk. It was like a persona. You know what I mean? Like he, he sort of just embodied these different people and, and made songs just because he was silly about stuff. It made it appealing to kids, you know? And, and so that's the thing. I Is mean, that you know, the, like, did he use Captain Kangaroo in a song? I don't know. King that of the was Rose? the Statler brothers. That, okay, it. yeah, King of the Rose. Yeah, the Statler brothers did. Do you Captain, know King, Captain Trailers King. for Sailor Man? That's ca- that's King of the Road. I thought that was Roger Miller. Yeah, tra- yeah King of the Road is. To land fifty cent, no phone. I ain't got, got no cigarettes. It's that, but that hear that drum, that bass line. It's, oh, it's, I know. I oh yeah, you're right, Hood. That your song that I'm thinking of is the one that uh, smoking is, cigarettes and, and watching, watching Captain, Captain Kangaroo. Don't tell me, yeah, Eric, Eric Paisley or something. <laughs> Eric, I think Paisley redid that at one time. I think so. Yeah, that's here's a great a guy, song. Here's a guy I just thought of that. Um, it, it'll it'll be an aha moment. Um, not quite as old as those, but um probably again somewhat related to why it was all you know he's probably the most successful of all time but what about george Strait? you know his song all my exes live in texas i remember singing that song as a kid uh yeah um i mean i, I there's a million of them but he he kind of has more of those than than um maybe other other people but anyway well, uh, george, that's th- george was very very simple and george knew how to pick a song because not until later in his career did he really get into the writing part dean Dillon wrote most of his hits right adam yeah i mean i i i, I remember seeing him at a, a like on a it was on a youtube clip well it was it was a in fact it was a dean Dillon tribute we did it at music fest a couple of years ago and and they were showing like videos of and i and they quoted george it was some sort of award show and and he said i've he said i've only i've only recorded one album that i didn't record a dean Dillon song on and he said i i've always regretted it you know and so but but he also i mean you think about it and that's it's it's kind of something that i've sort of set my sights on for a couple of years now is guys like george had guys like dean Dillon. you know there was somebody in and and you can do this with most artists you, there's the most most great artists you you can find someone there's a well that they went either either it was in them or it was something like you know jerry lee went to mac vickery a lot you know and and you know george goes to dean Dillon and 
And, you know, there's certain guys there's certain guys that are great r- singers that go to certain great writers and say, this guy sings in my way, you know, like, you know, Karen Fairchild with Little Big Town, you know, I mean, she she recorded so many Natalie Hemby songs. Same thing with Miranda, because like the songs that Natalie writes are right there in that in their register and right there in their meter. And just, you know, Natalie just made she writes songs that are great for Little Big Town and great for Miranda. And so you it's you. I want to try to be one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and that's kind of, well, I say in the past couple of years, it's kind of how I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to be the guy. If you want X, Y, and Z, call Adam. If you want A, B, and C, Adam's not your guy. But if you want this style, if you want this specific thing, Adam's a guy. And that's, you know, that's kind of my, have been one of my, I guess, long-term goals. Well, what is, what that is that, what is that guy? I think it's kind of that blue-eyed soul. I think it's that Delbert McClinton kind of stuff. I mean, you know, Anderson East was a guy that I was really proud to write songs with. And, and I mean, dude, Travis Tripp, I mean, that there you go. I mean, that's – I told I told Travis, I said, man, I, this is – I've been, I've been uh, made to write songs for you since I was 17 years old, you know? I mean, because he was the guy I listened to. He's the reason why I ever heard Bob Seger. He was – I mean, I heard Bob Seger, but I never – you know, I went to see Travis a, a number of times in Georgia and Birmingham and stuff like that when I was in high school and a little, little ways after. And I mean, he did Copperhead Road and I went out and bought Steve Earle albums. He he did Night Moves. I went out and bought Bob Seger albums, you know. And so he he was kind of a gateway, but he was also, you know, in that era, I was really into Clint Black. Um, and of course, like everybody else into Garth Brooks. But like, you know, those guys wore cowboy hats. You know, I mean, I'm not a, you know, my dad, my dad was in rodeo for a couple of years. And so he sort of kind of gave me a little bit of a complex about he's like ah you all not wear a cowboy hat you ain't gonna be a cowboy and so i said all right point taken i'll put it down and so and because i did that i had travis you know and because i liked clapton and because i like you know i like the blues side of things you didn't mention the eagles adam it's because you're I did not, not mention it's because you're not an eagles fan right i mean i hate the eagles man <laughs> <laughs> hey chad uh you you're asking what his uh bread and butter was and i was like well xyz abc what it is is good uh soulful southern music that's there what you it go is. thank you i appreciate it it really is that and um i've got uh i've got uh, the song the songs that i i know that you have wrote just because uh recently i've, I've obviously been paying more attention to that like the travis tritt songs that are amazing i i hear it i can i can i can i can i can hear your voice within them yeah. some some to some extent um it, it was it was just really really weird when it was travis tritt's voice saying it because <laughs> that, that voice is so in, in everybody's head but in my head i you could play he could say one word and i could say that's travis tritt like it, right and that latest album uh that he recently you had the title track on uh, mm-hmm. uh set in stone um he, i had done some research, I guess he, and I'll butcher this, but there was a lengthy period of time where he had, hadn't released any new music. 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. Cause he could do a show with nothing but hits, you know what I mean? And, and um, then he, he does this album and it sounds like it's 1993 and, and Travis Tritt's, you know, telling someone to get a quarter. Yeah, man. It, it mean, like the exact same. And uh, uh, it was, it was awesome. Cause I, I was playing for, a few people who didn't know it was new and 
they, they wouldn't have known that like it had just came out yesterday. Right. Well, and that was the cool thing about that, you know, like that this I mean, in all my years of, of doing this and wanting to do it, like that was the first time that I can say in real time, I've been like, wow, we're doing this, you know, because we wrote a song. He and I wrote a song together. Number one, just the two of us. He and I wrote this song in, on the record called Better Off Dead, you know, and it starts out. And I mean, it's like that's. And I mean, I remember just thinking to myself while we were writing, I was like, man, this is happening right now. Like, this is like, like, we're like, I'm with Travis Tritt writing a Travis Tritt song. And I mean, what it was, world. it was just, it was a, a really, a really crazy, surreal moment. Do you think, do you think that Tritt in, is more, and maybe you put Marty Stewart in there as well, who is another ungodly talent, but mm. do you give him more of a, a Dwight Yoakam feel to where it's country, but it's also, it's also got a little bit of that Elvis edgy rock. Totally. Because it's not, it's not Merle Haggard, right? It's not, but he's a huge Waylon fan and Travis does Waylon like crazy. They were very good buddies. He's really good buddies with CDB and Charlie. So yeah. how, I mean, it's hard to categorize that. Put him in a category, isn't it? I, did you hear I, how I, did you hear how I changed that? Cause I can't pronounce the word categorize, categorize, categorize. <laughs> you just did. You just said it. <laughs> I almost had it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think that he's I think where where Dwight was was the Bakersfield side of of that era of country music. I think that that uh, that Travis was the Southern rock side of of that era of country music. And within that, see, that's the beauty of Southern music, man. Within that, you know, and and that's also why I you know it it, it seems narrow to say I want to you know I can I want to be able to embody Southern you know soulful music. But there's a lot of parameters. I mean, you're talking about everything from Muddy Waters to Hank Williams and everywhere in between Leonard Skinner and all that stuff. And so within Travis's like in that era, like he was he was Hank Jr. and Waylon. And those guys were still around, you know, and they were make. But he he was the guy like it was almost like how, you know, Stevie Ray was was one of those people that you could listen to. You could. In, in one song of Stevie's, you could hear 10 guitar players techniques. I could hear Buddy Guys. I could hear uh, Albert Kings. You hear a lot of Albert Kings. You could hear Freddie King. And so he was sort of a, not just a gateway, but but somebody that, that really kind of embodied all this style in one person. And that was Travis to me. You know, he was a Southern rock version. And like I said, Dwight was probably the West Coast version of Burrito Brothers and Merle and, and Buck Owens and all that stuff. You know, so, so you, you have a lot of you have songs that have different feels to them, too. I mean, if you very if much you, so. if you listen to She Don't Love Me Anymore uh, up right. against Tennessee Will, and then you take this right. new song that Dawkins and you compose called This Opening Line. How does it happen? Tell me about the process that you were in the beginning stages of, you know, Doc and putting pencil to paper and coming up with the melody or the chorus or whatever, right. Or the chord changes or however he's going with his guitar and sitting around, we'll get to Doc and of maybe some of how that came about, but how do you get the, the tempo for this? How did it come about to where you wanted it to be this pace, this speed, this percussion, you know, you know what I'm saying? Kind of the cadence of the song. How, how does an artist come up with that part of it? Well, the, the, the cool to hear that answer too, because, oh, yeah. because there's some of this, um, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to prevent you from, I, I'm, I'm, pre I'm preventing you from answering right now, Adam, because you're, you're going to go somewhere, uh, deeper and I want to go there too. <laughs> but Do you want to go first? Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go, I'm not going to talk about how we got to, to me and you. And okay. then, and then I think that part would be more relevant because I okay. am curious 
um, after, you know, we kind of had our, 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 um, you know, meeting and, and had gone through it and nailed it. It, there was some things that happened in the back end that, that to me are like, uh, you know, wizard of Oz, who do stuff. I have no idea what, what happened, how it happened and how it came out. Yeah. You know, my, Cause I, I get, I, after it goes there, you know, at some point I get disconnected because now I, I'm, I'm not a musician and now right. the musicians are at work. Right. So, um, I would like, to, I would like to talk a lot about like what, what's going on there. Um, I'm interested in some of that stuff. Um, but if, 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 if you want to go there, I'll tell, I'll talk about how, um, I got to where I'm at. Yeah. That way we can get to where you're at. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, so and, and we, if, if you had watched this, uh, uh, by the way, I, f- I feel um, I feel like th- that I didn't mean to be rude when I did that. I think this I think the order of conversation. No, I, might have, I, I might have probably so rude right now. Oh, my well, gosh. I, I, I was like, man, I, I was like, there probably is no way for that for that to have sounded good when I just cut him off and then said, no, <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. though. I, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I, okay. I, yeah, I, it okay. kind of needs a, it kind of needs a little setup. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we've talked a lot around it and I don't, I don't want to get too far down before we, you know, folks, cause the folks don't know yet. And so I want to kind of t- tell them how, why I'm, why I'm here talking to, to Adam hood, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I told this, I've told this story a few times and it's been in the, in some of the videos and stuff we, we have released, uh, around the song, this opening line, but my, uh, going back in time to, to March in, in 2020 when the COVID stuff hit pretty hard and, and things were shutting down. Um, I've got two young, two young kids, like, like, uh, um, you mentioned, and, and I work a lot anyway. Um, just because, uh, uh, I'm competitive and pa- I love what I do. I, I'm one of those fortunate people that, that have wealth in that I, I wake up every morning and I cannot wait to walk 10 feet to my office mm. to, to go make an ad that's going to, you know, reach people and, and, and feel like it can solve a need for them. And that, so I, I, lo- I love that. Anyway, I sell that to say I needed something else to do besides working too, you know, and it was really easy to do during the COVID deal. Um, just work all the time. So hobby time came up and I'm like, well, I don't really, I don't know. I thought about getting like a bike or, you know, something like that. And then, um, you know, reading books is always fun for about 10 pages. <laughs> Yeah, you got to sit down and be still and stuff, and that's hard. Yeah, and, and I was already pretty good at putting Legos together, mostly at stepping on them, but I, I kind of already mastered that hobby. Right. So I was like, I need something to do. And I, I in the back of my mind, I had always wanted uh, to play the guitar, but I, I had put it so far, like, that's got to be a major investment. There's no way I'd ever have time to do that. I'm not going to get a guitar because I'd never see it through. <laughs> um, and And that sort of... Uh, barrier that I'm sure a lot of folks have. I'm sure it's relevant to a lot of folks who who would love to play the guitar. Um, is it basically said, "Nah, we you got nothing else to do. Do it." <laughs> and and so I don't know what the trigger point was. Um, actually, actually, I do know what the trigger point was. I remember this. So musicians, y'all were not touring. So, so, so y'all were all over the socials with, with lives and stuff like that. Right. Right. In acoustic too. So I didn't, um, I never put this together earlier when we talked about this, but, but 
I thought about this more. I think it was the repetition of seeing a guy, a musician with a guitar and watching him. And yeah. it was like, I was around it all the time. And, um, watching hands. That's how, I mean, that's the best way to learn watching and, hands. And by the way, I'll tell you one thing. And I think you do this on purpose, but you, you keep your, uh, you keep the whole, the, the everything off screen. And it drives me. Cause I, I just want to know what are you doing down there? I know. I know it's maddening to me too. And there's no angle that I can get it at that. It, that shows everything. And, and I mean, people have, people have been pretty, they, they're pissed. <laughs> well, that, that, that sequestered songwriting stuff you, you did, which I watch yeah. every episode of it. I'm a huge fan of yours. And Adam. you can't see any of it. I know it's so really, there's I'm, a lot of songs where I would love to be like, I know I, I want to know what he played there because I, 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 I think I could do it if I just, yes. if I could just see what he did. Cause it's not that hard. And I don't, I won't show anybody. And what, a, what, a, what a, what a dick. <laughs> no, uh, I thought you were doing it. I thought you were doing it because you had a secret and, and no, and no secrets. It's just the key. Um, but no, anyway, uh, I was watching people. And, uh, so, uh, Cody Jinx did, uh, Clint, Clint Black, you said killing, killing time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he played it and I was, and I was like, man, I just love that song anyway, but it was funny because we were killing time. <laughs> and, uh, and I heard, I heard the music for whatever reason. Um, it sounded simple to me and I hadn't got a guitar yet, but I was like, I could do, I can't sing, but I could, I bet you I could do that. There's four chords in that song, four yeah. chords. Yeah. So, um, I said, right. I said, right. Like I knew there's, there's <laughs> if I played the song, there's, there's three or four chords. There's all, that's all there is. I need three though. Not two because two, there's not enough. I can't do enough variations in the pull-ons and hammer offs to make it dynamic. That so need, fourth, I, the fourth one in that song is a pickup anyway. You can, you can sing that song with three chords. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, I digress. Go ahead. Then, uh, um, uh, this has got to feel like a little bit like a elementary guitar lesson. <laughs> no, that's cool. You're about, man. To write, you're about to write a nursery rhyme if you're not careful. <laughs> um, we uh, so so I, I went online, got a guitar, and I'm, that's why I'm holding this, not to play it, because this is the this is the guitar that I um, that I bought. It's uh, this is mahogany. Uh, came off a. Uh, 7,800 year old uh, tree that was frozen actually in the ice age and preserved. And it's laminate wood. It's, that's that's yeah. what it's a Yamaha. I got it off Amazon. It was a hundred dollars and it was very hard to, it was very hard to find these guitars because I was not alone in my ambition and search. And there, and, and there was a bunch, cause there's some, uh, there's some uh, where I'm at here in Fayetteville, Arkansas area. There's a bunch of, um, you know, there's a bunch of independent music stores and and even like the guitar centers of the world. Hmm. But, you know, when COVID hit, one, they don't, don't, a lot of the smaller ones don't stock tons of inventory. So it wasn't like I could go in and Hmm. like, let me look at all these. Plus, they didn't really want you in there anyway uh, at the time. So um, I got this and and I will never forget when I pulled it out, uh, the, the, for, pe- for people who don't know, when, when the guitar is new, it has like a, some sort of brown paper bag between the uh, fretboard and the strings, I guess, to keep it from rubbing. Um, and I remember I pulled that thing off and I looked at it and I went like this. And it was, that, that's not very in tune, but it was, it was 600 times worse than that. And I go, yeah. oh, this is gonna be brutal. Because I mean, my first strum and the the guitar basically comes untuned, and I'm like, right. "Oh boy, what have I got myself into?" 
now, now knowing that you can, you know, auto tune and stuff like that, it's not that big of a deal, but, but coming into it, I was like, who's going to tune this guitar for me so I can even right. start to learn to play it. So anyway, um, uh, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm rambling cause I'm excited. Can you tell, uh, the, uh, I started playing this, playing, learning to play, learning to play, teaching myself, um, on, on, uh, the YouTube and playing those three and four card, three and four chord, two chord songs, which is like all the good old country stuff and, uh, the stuff that I knew and liked anyway. So it was like perfect. And I wasn't learning all this music theory and all these, uh, you know, pentatonic scales and all this stuff. I was just simply going like straight up Travis Tritt. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't good, but, but it was, you know, um, you say you were wrong, you know, and it's like that song right there. just like, then, 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 then like simple. And I was like, well, that's not that hard. And then it does get harder because then you're like, okay, now I got to go to that next chord and you're like doing that thing. But um, I started to basically just play those songs over and over and over again, those simple songs. And then I was like, all right, um, I need another song to play, not another music theory to know. And so this is how this is relevant because this is how the song came up. So there's a website out there. whatever one of the it's a tab tab and tab and chord site that has all the songs on you search it there's tons of them um which by the way you should put your songs on there because uh cover people play them yeah um they used to somebody used to do it i i I probably should do it myself now i'll I'll follow up that's the problem there there it's it's all it's all user generated content so there's some yeah it may not be correct yeah um uh, but anyway so I, i started um and it was funny earlier, you mentioned you can't ever listen to a song objectively again. Of course, you're, you're, you're doing this at a whole, uh, whole higher level than me, but, um, that's, that's what was happening to me as I was going, as I was, as I was going through this process, because one, I was sort of consumed with learning to play, but that I was just looking at things differently and listening to things differently. And that's when at some point it kind of hit like, Man, when I down the road, like when I have have evolved a little bit, I'm I can take one of these three chord songs for sure and write some words to go with it because that's what that's what I would have, um, you know, from writing marketing copy, you know, literally every day to you know all the social posts and things like that for Bandit that um, that I have my voice into. It 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 they're almost like mini songs anyway, like uh, you know the captions because some of you. You know, they got to be simple. They got to be effective. And I felt like I had all the words and I was like, I just need to figure out what they are. Like what, uh, they'll come to me. And I had a couple other ones that just weren't, uh, they, they, they didn't, they didn't re- resonate. And I should have, I should, I had to write them down because I wouldn't have remembered them. And, um, one day, uh, I was bringing my daughter to kindergarten. Um, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a Tuesday. I know this because, um, we have a leadership call that morning at, at, at 9 a.m. with all of the leadership team. And I told them about the song on that call. That's why I know. And that's when they laughed at me. So we bring my daughter to school. Um, it's real windy. There's a there's a we pass a neighborhood market and there's some there's like a banner type thing that was out there um, probably to get a you know COVID vaccine. And it was it had come untied and it was like 
flap and it was it was it was going to sail away. And I don't I I still to this day don't know if it was uh, me or my daughter who who said it or whatever. But it, we I got the word sail in my head and and I instantly knew that not that it would be a song or be a hit, but that's what I wanted. Like that, there was no other word that mattered to me. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the word I wanted to take home and, and start writing. So I did, I, uh, I dropped her off at 7 a.m. ish, 7.30, get back to the house. Between 7.30 and nine, I had wrote pretty much verse, uh, a rough verse one and um, an initial course. The initial course wasn't hey hey hey. It was uh, I had hey girl hey because I want I, I wanted to I wanted to really get away from the duck side of it. But then I was like, well, well, you know, I, in duck hunting, we're calling out the Drake, and 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 I didn't want it to be. Uh, hmm. So I had to massage that yeah. part. But anyway, um, like that that was it. And 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 I had to I had to fill it out and, and fine tune it some before I got to you with that. But that was like ninety. 80% of what I had when I came to you happened in that, that time period right there. And then I kind of just left it and finished. And I was like, man, um, I would just kind of, you know, talk to my buddies about it. And I brought up in that leadership call and uh, I said, and I didn't sing it. I said, Hey, what do you think about this? I said, but you gotta, you gotta imagine someone singing it. And, and they, there was not a single person uh, <laughs> didn't even make a sound. Like they didn't know, they didn't know if I was messing with them because I'll do that a lot. Or if, if it, they, <laughs> they knew they weren't going to say it was good. And, uh, um, wait, Chad, you're you know, serious. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. You know, Alan, uh, uh, our CEO, he's got, uh, he, he has a hearing aid from all the, the shooting that he does. So he, he sits there and nobody says anything. And when nobody says anything, then he thinks he's not hearing anything. And so he goes, what did he say? What was that? <laughs> Everybody just started. Uh, You guys are idiots. I'm right. You're wrong. This song's good. No, I'm kidding. But it was funny. Uh, And then, and I was fueled by that. So then um, at some point, it was a little while later, because that was during duck season or at the end of it. I had finally been like, all right, um, I want to go, I want to go find somebody to sing this song. Plus, I had started to see a vision of um, how it could be coming from the brand, how it could be tied into a new casual uh, line that we're um, launching this fall, where it's bigger, uh, you know, uh, much more broader. And I was like, I really think, uh, it, shout in the dark, but if I can find a guy who can, um, who can, who will listen to me, um, and kind of grasp what I'm saying, understand, and and also sort of like it enough to where he wants to make it good, um, that it would work. Well, I, I got to thinking that's probably everybody who's ever written a poem ever is, is thought that. So I was like, well, how hard is this going to be? So, um, I call, I call a few, I, I can't remember who, uh, Oh, first person I ran it by was Cody Jenks. Actually, this was when it wasn't finished. This was when it was rough. It was really rough and it was in the blind. And, um, and it was, it wasn't the good version. And he goes, uh, and he, he did some of this just because, uh, there was a crowd there. He goes, uh, man, uh, that, that's going to go way over their head. It was, you're just way too, you thought way too much about that. It's going to go way over there. 
it was, it was a good way of uh, saying don't waste your time, but which also got me more fired up to do it again. So <laughs> sure, let's let me let me let me get to 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 you so that you can talk because that's what's important. Um, I get to uh, I call Chad. Um, because Chad has the music connections, you know, he's always taught, he's always got people on his podcast. And I said, Hey, um, I have a couple guys in mind, but I said, and it's funny how I knew this too. I said, it's not, this is not a, um, a, a, a big wreck. This is not like a Jamie Johnson, big voice song. I said, it, it, it needs someone with a little finesse. And I said, and the guy I think would, would might be kind of good at it is Brent Cobb because Chad had was posting about him all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had some, it, there's some little quirky stuff in there that I thought would be, would be neat. And, um, and he said, yeah, you know, let me call or whatever. And, um, I get connected you know, to, to Ben Ratliff and he, and he, uh, he's like, okay, tell me what you want to do. And I, and I told him, he said, he said, he said, I, there's a guy for you. It's not Brent. He said, it's Adam Hood. He said, I promise you, um, you, you guys will hit it off. And, and, and I'll, I'll remember today. He goes, you'll end up being best friends. Like he, like Adam is with everybody who meets him. That was always, so I was already looking forward to like, Hey, okay. He's one of those guys that everybody likes. That's yeah. awesome. That's no, really, you could, you could have a huge ego. You could have easily been like, Oh man, what? Cause, cause you don't know what you're getting into, man. Right. It could be, it could be, um, it could be bad. So, but um, you never do. You never do. There's never been a time where, where I've come out of something having a, having done what I expected to going into it and the little things and writing. And, and I mean, dude, I can't tell you, I mean, it's kind of every time when I, when I'm, uh, playing like it shows even if i've played the stage a million times i i have this idea in my head okay this is how the night's going to go it goes completely different and so the only way to do it is just to kind of just you know i mean for lack of a better term just stay open-minded about it and just say yes to the things that most people would say no to and but you know to to continue what you're saying you know the thought that you put into this whole song was it's the process, man. I mean, you know, like, Hey, to, to change, you know, you, you got a hook line. I don't want it to say that. I think it should say this more. I mean, that's, I think about the same things, you know, I think, okay, all right, what are we saying here? Okay. We're saying this, we're saying that. And so when you come to me and you go, okay, I've got this idea for this song. I think I want it to say X, Y, and Z. I want it to appeal to so-and-so. I want it to do this. Here's what I wrote down so far. And you got like, it wasn't just like a a couple of lines in a chorus. It was like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And I I feel like you've written everything. I I think the bridge wasn't there. And then, no, maybe you did have a bridge. I can't remember. I didn't have a bridge because I I had envisioned that there was a third verse that – uh, another verse that was going to come. Okay. That's that, correct. That that's written. right. And I, so I had come with that the, the song was unfinished. So uh, at the same time, so I took your third verse, made it a bridge and tightened up a couple of rhymes. And, and that's, I mean, really, I mean, what that took, that took, if it took a half hour, it, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I called you back within the hour. Here's, and here's exactly how that conversation went. I'll never forget. It was just like this, by the way, with just uh, on laptops talking. And, uh, and I, I explained the, 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 the base, like the, the, what the means of the words were. And I said, basically I said, I've got some verses. I think there's a needed, uh, another verse needed. I don't know. Um, but I can come up the verses were so easy for me, which was mm-hmm. weird. 
it was coming up with that with once I had sale, like I could go, I could go in and um, mix up the verses. And then like this opening line being the opening line, like that's the kind of stuff I like when there's, when it's a little bit deeper or like the perfect pitch. Um, You know, now we're also talking about, you know, the the musical component plus the pitch. uh, Hey, I'm, I'm pitching you on a, on a, on a, uh, deal I'd like you to do come in here to these decoys you know that that um I just like that kind of stuff more right. um but anyway so um I had told you all those things and, and and I'll never forget you 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 basically go okay yeah yeah and then you just kind of started uh like ha- like like hash like wood woodshedding it and um then we talked about a a, a melody and I said, why? Well, and when I did it first, did I had this this one melody in my head, and you said, okay, uh, it don't matter if it's good or not, just play it for me. And um, I did. He said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, well, and then you started adding some other stuff into it. And you go, okay, I got this. Give me ten minutes, and I'll send you a rough copy. And I was like, all right, I'll see you in ten minutes. And I and I'm not kidding you, Chad. Are you still there, Chad? Oh yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding you. Ten within ten minutes later. Uh, there was a version of the song that is not the completed version, but, but if you heard that version of that song today, you would, you would think it could be the, I was like, this is, this is awesome. I I don't, my concern was maybe it's not enough tie into duck hunting to where it's too broad um, because it was so good. I was like, I I wasn't expecting it to, to feel like a song that I could listen to with my wife who doesn't hunt. Right instead of just with me and my buddies who do hunt and it was completely changed. And I was like, man, this is amazing. But I also think this is one more thing about Adam and, and probably all songwriters. I have no idea how the process typically goes with, with, with writers. I, I, I wouldn't know that. Um, but it was, so, it was a experience that I wish everybody who had an interest in it could see it because I got to watch, I didn't know what he was doing, but I got to watch a true master. I mean, sincerely master go, okay, you just turn this knob and this knob and this knob, and then you're going to have this. And it was like, and it was so fast and, and it yeah. was real time. It was, it was amazing to watch Adam. You probably don't even realize you do it anymore because it's every day, but that was super cool. I think a, a documentary in, inside a songwriting uh, of course, you don't want to give away all your secrets, but there's got to be some version of how does it get done? In, that is, how, does it, dude, how do the bad ones not get? How do the bad ones either die or or get worked out? Folks eat that stuff up, man. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves behind the music. Everybody loves behind the scenes because it, it makes it makes something so magical and something so spiritual practical. Basically, you know what I mean? And like you said, I mean, Jay Took is a master. I mean, that guy's, you know, you walk into the studio, it's like, man, dr- I mean, he's a drummer. And so, but he, you know, has all the equipment there. Everything's perfect. Everything's down. And I, I mean, I just walk in there, the microphone's right there. I sing my song, we're done. That's you literally know? how it went. Yeah. Uh, I was amazed at that studio. Um, he, I think he did this right before you got there. You know this, but Jay, um, he has, he's, he's clearly good at what he does and he's got all the equipment. Yeah. I don't even know what they are, but he sat me down. He said, uh, he, he, I, I was asking, I was like a kid in the candy store. I was like, and, and I was like, Jay, man, if, uh, if, if, if I get annoying, just tell me to go sit outside. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he was loving it. Um, cause he was, 
he was telling me about what was going on in there. And there's all these, uh, you know, uh, sound boards on the walls and stuff. And I started looking around. I'm like, well, those aren't just randomly placed. You know, they're, yeah. they're and he sat me down in his chair and he said, if you, he said, they're all, it's all measurements, all degrees and angles and measurements. He said, if you sit right here in this chair, uh, and I was like, I was like this way. And he's like, no, move over to the right about an inch. I'm like, all right, he's like, okay, right there is the purest and cleanest you'll ever hear music. And, and it was like, it, it was, he played a, like a, some, like an old Tom Petty vinyl song. Hmm. And like, I just like heard things. Okay. Now go back on the couch. And it was a night and day difference. Yeah. It's by design. Yeah. That's what I knew. Okay. This is a whole, this is another one of those deals where I'm dealing with a master. Um, and, and once it got there, I don't know what happened to the song. Yeah, me, I mean, me too, man. I mean, it's that, a, a lot of the studio stuff's over my head too. I mean, I know my job, but I mean, being on that side of a control board, uh, it's not. So did, I, it come, did it come easy to you, Adam, though, to lay this song down and sing it? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, it, like I said, number one, it was already there. And so, like, it's, I, I, I've written a lot of songs and, and I've forgotten most of them. But then kind of the same thing, you know, the ones that, that I, you know, the, the, the tale, the litmus test is, is the fact that like you wake up the next day and remember it. And if I can remember any of it, it's, it's a, a better tune. And I mean, I, I, I could, I could get the majority of the way through this one, you know, I mean, well, chord wise. Uh, I think that we need to tell people where to get it, where they're going to find it. And I want to hear it. Okay. But it's a, is it going to be released on an Adam Hood album, potentially? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll do something. I'm sure we'll have some sort of a physical form of it. You know, the good thing is with, with this, like the timing's been really great because we're in between records and, you know, kind of in, in a holding pattern on the record that we have right now, just for the sake of, you know, for obvious reasons. And so this is, you know, my wife and I talked about this a bunch, like we should, you know, we should just do singles and, 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 it's it's how a lot of people are doing it now. I mean, a lot of, you know, you see it now. I mean, same thing oh. with Jinx. Like people just are, they're, instead of releasing 10, 12, 15 song albums, they're putting out three songs at a time. They're putting out one song a month and, and they'll, oh, they'll, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And it's just, it, it, it puts content out there a lot more frequently, a lot more quickly, but you're still getting the same amount. You just don't have to wait three years to do it. You get just, one, like I said, once every month. You just get it in the form of a TikTok instead of a, a YouTube video. Yeah. yeah. And I think this was one of those things to where it was good for me, just kind of from an evolutionary point of view, because it's something different. Like it's a different approach. And I mean, you know, for, I'm, I'm one of those people that writes about and writes for myself. You know, I mean, I, I write the things I feel and I write it because I need the therapy. And so I hope that in the process of getting my thoughts and my feelings out, that I hope that other people relate to it. This was a completely different way of doing it. Like this song was written with the intention of going to other people first. You know what I mean? Like this is a song that's that specifically reaches out to, a, you know, the, the hunting public. And then uh, and and. I can, I can get diff, you know, it's, I, it, it is my, you know what I mean? Like it's, I can feel that way, but I feel that way because I'm part of a community, but it's directed more towards them than it is towards me. And that's that in itself is cool too. I don't know that I've ever approached a song like that. And so that's why it's cool that it stands alone. And that's why also, like you said, you know, having, having things coming with, with banded and stuff like it, it just, it's a, it's a nice, a, a, a nice, you know, I think it's cool. I think it's cool because a lot of a lot of uh, 
stand-up comedians want to be rock stars. A yeah. lot, a lot of professional baseball players want to be in the PGA golfing. A lot of singers love to hunt. They want to be a hunter. They, so. they want, you know, they love the idea of going out and hunting and, 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 and living that part through mother nature. And I think now you'll find Adam hood everywhere. He's going to become a face of bandit. He's all over the promos for not just the opening lot, this opening line song, but also for banded casual and, and the launch of that. And there's just a lot of cool chemistry and a lot of cool touch points that are happening between you and and one of the leading hunting brands in the country and it's right. all because of networking and vision and good songwriting by docking and relationships and friendships and you know it, it the, the music gets out there to the people it's going to make people feel a certain way it might not make everybody feel the exact same way but everybody's going to be able to take something out of the song as it as it may you know puts them in that place of serenity in the duck woods in the boat in the utv petting their dog pouring that hot coffee i could go on mm. and on the, the the you know the popping of a fire and the smell of a fire while you're picking your guitar singing this this coming fall is probably going to be pretty freaking badass so if you don't oh, mind what's that did you say something i said uh i said uh so awesome uh let me let me let me say one real th- real quick thing before adam plays it uh um the what brought it all together at the at the core is uh, a passion for music and a, and a passion for duck music and duck is, is what is why that song exists. Um, you know, the, the people, the components, the players, they could be, they could be switched out. It's music and duck. And the other thing I would, I will say about Adam and, and you'll see a lot more of him from the bandit side is he, he, and he, and he sang that song in a way that he, he wasn't trying to, it's not him specifically about him it's it's about it's a it's a song for duck hunters right and when he sings it you can hear it he's not trying to make that song his he's singing that song for y'all he's singing mm-hmm. that song for you and it comes across that way and he's just he's just adam hood um w- with his guitar a hat and his, his microphone and um he just wants to to sing to sing you some songs while you uh you know have a drink and are entertained and it's easy to listen to it Adam does a one of the best things I love about Adam, and I don't know what, musically how you describe this is in his voice. He does these some of these little waivers at the end, like um, I'm not gonna try to <laughs> do it. But he's the he's the Axl Rose of Southern country, Southern blues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really I, 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 I. <laughs> and he's got a and he's got and and I say that because I I wanted to sort of uh, let people know um, that. I, I can't, I won't give any too much info, but I have heard it. Adam Hood has a, um, has music in the bank um, that he's, that he's, that he's coming out with. Um, he's going to release uh, later on when he kind of finishes it up. Um, but I've heard a few of those songs that are, that are potentially, I don't, what do you call that an album or not? Um, it, and Chad and I talked about this. Uh, I swear, Adam, I'm not just saying this. It is, it is the, um, best album that I best album as a whole, the collection, because every song is a piece to it that I've ever heard. And I swear. And on top of that, um, I had a barbecue over here. Ben said, Hey, you can't send this out. So I haven't, but I will play it. I will just put it on and play it on the screen. Awesome. Great. And I, and I swear to you, I had my, I had all my neighbors who, who who like country music. They, they, uh, they say, who is that? Sam, they said, Oh, he's, he's good. That is, that, I swear. That's the story and, of uh, every backyard in America, isn't it? Hood? That's awesome. He, he's yeah, gonna, that's he, awesome. I can't wait for y'all to, to, to hear that, that and, uh, and whatever else is going on. But anyway, um, 
I think you guys did great. I think you guys, I like the song and I'm very, very, very critical of music. I'm often on a soapbox, I guess. But you just like it? You only like it? No, I love it. I've been listening to it. I, I posted a video. Here's how dumb I am. If you go on to the, uh, on to the Foul Life uh, Instagram and I'm cooking a brisket. I don't know if you can hear this or not. Listen. There it is. Yeah, girl. So... We're putting a little brisket in the in the cooler to cool it off before we slice it. And, see, and we're jamming look how on appropriate that is, dude. I could, yeah. It's just perfect. That's perfect. That? So, so yeah, I love it. I love it, and I think that people are going to love it. And I think that um, it's just a it's a great story of how mm -hmm. inspiration can bring about something that uh, it's going to bring a lot of joy to people. And I, and I, you know, I've told you what Dawkins just said. I don't know how many times about that yeah. Deemer box play and everybody being like, why is this not this guy? Not a freaking star. It's I could talk to him blue in the face about you and Brent Cobb, but anyway, um, people and, are, people and, are I, and sorry, Adam. And one more thing, or Chad, my kids, because they hear it in the truck. They're the only ones can sing every single word to at least, um, the first three tracks. No That's joke. awesome. Oh yeah, the, his, the new awesome. al the new album is is unbelievable. And if this one doesn't get the huge record deal, and this one doesn't fill the stadiums, then Nashville and Music Row and the executives that hold the power to hit these buttons, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. And yeah. I mean that because this is freaking what America and the world needs to be listening to and hearing. And it's up to you all to get it out there because there is. There is an equation. There is something going on. There is some politics being played, and it's time to get some real music out there. Thank you very much. I'm Chad Belling, and I'm off my soapbox. Adam Wood, <laughs> will you please bring the people this magic, this song? We're going to end the podcast, the Foul Life Podcast, brought to you today by Gerber Gear. Stay sharp, American. Stay safe with those blades and by Banded Brands, the leader in innovation in everything duck hunting. Includes Avery, Avery Sporting Dog. Banded Casual, Greenhead Gear Decoys, you name it, Banded Brands is the leader in everything. Look for our new ads in Wildfowl Magazine. Look at all of the new selection and all of the retailers, independent mom and pops, and some of the big box stores across the country starting now. Good luck to everybody. During the 2021-22 waterfowl season, it's going to be awesome. The Canadian borders are opening if you're getting the vaccination, which I'm choosing not to do so. So, again, I have tears in my eyes that I cannot go north to see my family in Saskatchewan, Ontario, Manitoba, and Alberta. But what I want everybody to do is listen to this song and envision yourself, picture yourself, because Ted Williams said it in The Art of Hitting, Chapter 4. The science of hitting, I should call, is the name of the book. Visualization is the key to success. Visualize yourself working that flock and finishing it, persuading them, negotiating across that table of flooded timber or water or marsh, watching those mallards drop their feet or those green wing till or pintail or widgeon or any of the diver species, canvasbacks, redheads, scop, you name it, whatever you choose to chase, not to mention snows and specks in Canada, all varieties, picture yourself. And when that flock is finished, everybody's just going to go down look at each other and go hey 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 i'm picturing it right now i can hear it it's a great song it's very well done by josh Dawkins. adam hood is a magician you are a master i'm proud to call you both friends adam hood if you will please end this podcast with this opening line the 
opening lies my chance to play my song without words three note cadence the perfect pitch the hope of being heard there's more than a dozen reasons why I can see you from the clear blue sky I follow as you fly on by my watch for life but hey 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 won't you stay on my way you can't let your guard down everything's okay I'm calling out to greet you but often you ignore so I try again to say something you never heard before I stay hidden in the shadows and I wait for your next move as the sun lights up your colors and your hair waves as the wind blows through oh hey 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 won't you sail my way well, you can't let your guard down everything's okay hey 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 won't you sail my way you can't let your guard down everything's okay oh lucky me the third time's a charm as long as i'm careful not to sound long Won't you sail my way? Come on, let your guard down. Everything's okay. Hey, hey, hey. Won't you sail my way? Come on, let your guard down. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Everything's okay.